Greetings, dear viewers. We are glad to welcome you at the International Roundtable, which is organized in order to continue the topics covered on the international online conference, Global Crisis. This already affects everyone. The conference was held on the 24th of July, 2021, on the platform of the Alatra International Public Movement. And it was interpreted simultaneously in 72 languages. The topics uh, raised during the conference are vitally important for every person. Specialists, experts, scientists, politicians, businessmen, people of different professions talked about artificial intelligence, pros and cons of its development, ecological and climate crisis, climate refugees. This event united people from all corners of the world. We're happy to announce that we are already preparing the next conference, Global Crisis, Time for the Truth, which will be held on the 4th of December and where we will give even more detailed information about the ecological and climate crisis and destructiveness of the consumerist format of our society. This time, even more people are taking part in organizing the conference and it will be also simultaneously interpreted in even more to, to even more languages so that more people could know the truth. Hello, dear friends. I would like to emphasize that the conference was organized by volunteers. Through volunteers united by the goal of revealing the truth about the real situation we are facing today. People from more than 180 countries joined efforts and they are free from work and everyday lifetime to find, collect and combine information, to talk to specialists and experts, to do interviews and research, with the only purpose to tell people the truth. Nowadays, the information is distorted or hidden from almost everyone. And it is a mission, mission of people themselves, to find the truth and to speak it up. Because when we know the truth, we can find the solution and choose the way. So, in continuation of the conference, today we will mostly talk about ecology, climate and climate refugees. Are we ready for what is happening already now? I would like to present our today's guests. Yelena Kitsano, lawyer from Moldova. Emmanuel Oekvelu from Nigeria, engineering student, former geography and mathematics teacher, author and public speaker. Kamila Muksimova, economist from Uzbekistan, and Almira Nailova, lawyer from Kazakhstan. Thank you all for gathering today with us. And now let's watch a video about the actualization of the issues raised at the conference.
all these shots from the video which you've just watched they are our reality and that's why so much hard work was put into the preparation of the conference we discussed and that's why so much revealing and inspiring information was shown during the conference and now the first question is to Yelena Elena, please, could you share your impressions of the conference and tell us how relevant, in your opinion, it is to continue to discuss these topics raised at the conference? This conference has become a real sort of impetus in my life. I started seeing everything different way around us, living and thinking that our life is kind of successful, everything is wonderful around, there are no problems, we're building plans for the future, and we don't care about what is happening, we don't see what is happening right in front of our eyes. But what is the, in reality? In reality, our planet is dying. And we just do not have tomorrow. What seemed to us to be some shots from an apocalypse movie actually unfolding in front of our eyes. Some people already face this, others still will face it, but this will affect everyone. And uh, just to say that this 
conference is important to say nothing because this conference is not just important, it is vitally necessary for each of us. And not the conference itself, but what is talked about it and the, the information about the reality which below, uh, remains somewhere beyond screen and uh, compared to what is in reality. For me, there are two totally opposite ways of development of us as society, which I revealed after the conference. The first way is the consumerist one, which we are living in right now, which is full of fears, despair, hunger, wars, fears not just for our future, but also for the future of our children. And the main thing is that despair that the end is inevitable, which is climate disaster. And the second way, so wonderful and simple that only one thought about it already gives happiness. Just imagine to live in a safe world where you do not care about the future of your child, where you freely move to another country, healthcare is at the highest level and your life is in the first place and it is paramount and everything is aimed at happy life of every person on earth. And the most important thing is that to create such a society, it is very simple, despite the whole horror which we are living in right now. Thank you very much, Yelena, for your inspiring words, because uh, this is uh, the issue, what we are doing, uh, telling people the truth, not to frighten anyone, but just to show the real picture, um, the reality, and uh, showing that uh, we still have a solution. Yes, and as you said, that we still have a chance to build a creative society and live in the world uh, where every one of us Want, wants to live. And I would like to pass the word to Emmanuel. Uh, and um, we would like also to know your opinion about the conference, uh, what topics maybe uh, shocked you, maybe you've heard something for the first time, or you just uh, heard some um, confirmations of something you just known. The floor is okay. yours, Emmanuel. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much once again. Um, as regards to the conference, one that, that I feel much um, concerned about is as regards to AI, artificial intelligence. You know, I'm much concerned because this has to do the, with the future, what, where we are going. And uh, as a matter of fact, we, we cannot help it. We have to adapt. We have to follow the digital process and uh, move along with it. Because coming to, to um, artificial intelligence, you know, it's just a, 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 a concept or a, a system whereby um, a machine, you know, we impute data, you know, a machine to help analyze the, the thought processes, our, our behavior, and then most importantly, our reactions. And from there, use it to optimize the way we do things, you know, and to, and to help to improve and increase our efficiency and uh, effectiveness in, in our daily activities. So it is wonderful. And we, and we, we have, we have it, it has become obvious that, that this is the future where we are going. But we need to look at it in this perspective that, this artificial intelligence that has brought a, a, a tremendous possibilities 
in the life in the, in the human race in the in the life of uh, of of each and every one of us but we we are looking at since since we are discussing on global crisis we need to i need to i, I like to 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 highlight two most important problems we are about to encounter as regards to this um, technological revolution that we have we, are, we, are, we have entered. You know, one of it is you know unemployment. You know, we are already in a consumer society. We are, we are in consumer society, and uh, that is why I love this um, platform, creative society. That's what we are moving toward. <laughs> And since we're in the consumer society and we, we, we majorly focus on work, you know, no work, no money. And if, if we can, if this artificial intelligence can substitute our activities, then the, the outcome will be terrible. And um, I, I would like to, I would like to, to, discuss, to, to highlight or talk about a particular, a particular concept called tsunami. Tsunami is a situation whereby there is cracks within the ocean floor, and these cracks that have been developed will tend to cause a shock wave in the ocean floor and will displace a huge amount of water, which will cause destruction in the adjacent coastland. So this technological revolution is going to cause what I used to call a technological tsunami. You know, and once this once this happens, it will overwhelm and, and they kind of clear those people, individuals that are not in line, that are not yet prepared. So, and again, as regards to this AI that that is become that has become obvious, you know, in our, in our present society today, it will it will be a huge a, a huge setback on our most important asset, which is our thoughts, our thought process, our thinking. Because the elephant, they throw their weights around and they use it as their defense. You know, lions, when they roll, you know, all the animals tend to be frozen. You know, the eagle, they fly and they soar to the highest, um, to the sky. And then we, we humans, our own defense, is simply our, our our brain, the way we think. And if this artificial intelligence that uh, tend to replace this major uh, uh, aspect of uh, asset we have as our as human nature, then it will cause redundancy. It will, it will relegate. It will kind of emanate or bring out team of idiots. <laughs> Sorry to say this because we we people will no longer think. And we people people do change when there is possibility of them thinking. But when artificial intelligence will now replace our thinking process, instead of us thinking, they are not the one thinking for us. There will be a huge crisis in the nearest future, I think. But that should be notwithstanding, we can't um, we can't a kind of uh, 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 we can't juxtapose or we can't try to dispute the importance because of the disadvantage. However, we should, as a matter of importance move along and then get the necessary digital skills so that we will not be carried they will not be part of those individuals or people that will be affected as a result of the technological tsunami that is completely imminent thank you very much and um, and uh, this is where i will i will stop my discussion thank you thank you so much thank you so much emmanuel for your feedback on the conference and definitely artificial intelligence controlled by those people who have no human values in consumer society is similarly as huge threat as climate catastrophes are. 
So, and unfortunately, too many people, too many people nowadays, they do not see this threat and they do not realize that very soon they can be unemployed because of development, uncontrolled development of AI. Thank you so much for your feedback. And so, Camila, please, could you share with us what impressed, what touched you the most during the conference? And could you please tell us whether such roundtables as we have now are important? Good evening, everyone. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm so pleased to be here. I would like to mention that this conference actually made a deep impression on me, and I cannot just say that, you know, it strike me, strikes me. It's just, just to say nothing, because the in scope of information which was collected it was just amazing and astonishing and uh, also the astonishing is the highest level of the arrangement of this conference with simultaneous interpreting into 72 languages of the world although it was done by volunteers of the creative society project and also i would like to really highlight the honesty and unbiased way of how the information was presented the depths uh, this is deeply touching this honesty this selfishness and bravery of people who spoke at this conference as for me i can say that yes indeed uh, this conference is really impressive and touching and most of the information which was voiced i did hear before from other sources but I didn't have such a holistic picture and perception of what is happening right now to our climate, to our environment, to what is happening on our planet. I didn't have such a perception before this event. So I believe that this conference is indeed really important and necessary for the entire humanity because it reveals the reality of today for every inhabitant of our planet and everyone who watch this conference will no longer look at it at the world as before because the person already understands every person already understands that we really reached the end the edge on which we have to think what will be tomorrow and whether will be tomorrow at all if we continue being idle also i would like to note that scientists started speaking openly and bravely about what is happening on our planet what awaits us and this is, these are real scientists not the scientists which get money for speaking for saying what they uh, demanded to, to say but the real scientists for whom responsibility honesty and honor are not empty words generally speaking this conference is a true vivid example of unified people right now we already see how unification of people is happening these are not just empty words and 
This unification can be joined by any person. Everyone who, you know, supports this movement, who supports this project already will become a part of the Creative Society and make his or her own contribution. And there is no little contribution. Every person is important. Everyone can do what they're supposed to in their a place. I can say that global synchronization of cataclysms can be overcome and resisted only by global synchronization of all people. So we can resist global cataclysm only through the global unification of all people. Thank you very much. Uh, it is true that uh, really the only way to um, to save us, yes, from this. Uh, uh, catastrophes, this disasters, climatic, uh, is the unification of people. And uh, now, when when uh, we are asked, what are we doing? We are united. We are uniting. We are already united. Yes, lots of us, but it's not sufficient. Uh, all of us should be united. All the mankind. So we are uniting now, and we are waiting for each of you to unite to this process of changing the way of our development uh, because until that we will continue living and destroying ourselves and living in this uh, consumerist format. So I would like to ask Almira, please tell us what do you think about the current format of our society and whether changes are needed? Hello, dear friends. What can I say about the format of our society? Of course, it is the society where everyone always consumes someone. We just consume each other. In such society, all relationships are basically based on money and commodities because the main value is money. But what has to be changed in order to change the society? First of all, we should change values. We should first of all ensure that the main value would be human life. And of course, these changes are not just necessary, they are vital, as previous speakers said. So at this conference which took place, uh, this conference gave a substantiated and specific answer to what to do when climate changes increase and will affect everyone in the near future. Of course, we need first of all to unite in the creative society and we should put human life in the first place. We should stop supporting our consumer essence. And we should need to, we should make a transition from the consumerist format to the creative one. It is so wonderful that this conference of July 24 clearly showed that in the conditions of growing natural disasters, the only chance for salvation is unification of people all over the world. After all, what can be more valuable than life? If this question will be asked to each of us, we will have a clear understanding that in order to preserve life, in order to build a wonderful tomorrow for our 
descendants, we need to take our hands today, change the attitude to each other from the consumerist one to creative and treat each other with love and care, treat the life of another person as our own. Then no global cataclysms will be afraid, will be scaring for us because this way we will be able to overcome them. Only the creative format which we choose right now will enable our descendants to live in the golden age world. Because the history of humankind will continue, but not won't be closed, like in an old book with fairy tales when there is no happy ending. So informing about the project, the Creative Society project and the conference, it's not just a choice in favor of the Creative Society, but is first of all, our responsibility for the future of the entire humankind. This is what I would say, this is how I would answer to your question, because, you know, it's my sincere perception and feeling which I can share. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Elmira, for your sincere words. And uh, I think that everyone here um, also thinks the same. As you said, that uh, the thing that is very important is responsibility. Recognize it and just act uh, with this responsibility, which every one of us have. Just we just should uh, recognize it. And uh, thanks to people who already know what is res what responsibility is and uh, taking actions we are gathering here and we are making organizing such conferences and uh, Yelena uh, we also know that you participated in the preparation for the conference global crisis this already affects everyone and we know that you found lots of interesting and important information about ecology and soil pollution so could you share it with us please Yes, of course, one of the urgent topics as of today regarding the environment is the soil degradation. First of all, let's consider what degradation of soils is. Soil degradation is when toxic chemical substances and waste in high quantities get into the soil and they prevent from normal turnover of ground systems. Contamination of soils provokes a chain reaction. It results in, uh, uh, it affects the soil biodiversity, decreases the storage of organic substance in the soil and its filtrating ability. And contamination of soils takes due to the contamination and pollution of ground waters. So, and one of the most, uh, the biggest contaminators of soil are pesticides, heavy metals, antibiotics, organic pollutants and other contaminants such as pharmaceutical drugs and hygiene products. For example, soil contamination takes place due to ordinary waste, which is placed in uh, not in proper places. But the main question, uh, can, uh, but the main reason is dumps. The burnt waste uh, contaminates in the whole large territories and the products of burning actually uh, degrade the soil without reverse, uh, reverse effect. And excess uh, 
uh, excess work on the land, pesticides, chemicals, and fertilizers also cause erosion of the soils and turning it into a desert. Only five to eight percent of pesticides and agrochemicals affect plants uh, directly, but everything else is observed and remains in the soil. It does not dissolve and it causes a terrible uh, pollution of the environmental uh, situation. Mineral uh, fertilizers also change the chemical composition of the soil, gets uh, more nitrates and uh, chemicals into the soil. Many countries actively study their soils and the uh, overall trend is that in agriculture, the soils which are used in agriculture, they are poor in minerals, especially selen, iron, zinc and chrome. So every harvesting year devastates and degrades the soils even more because the synth synthetic fertilizers are used in uh, artificially forcing the soil to produce more than it can. Since soils do not need useful minerals, these minerals you know, will not be in products, neither in food nor in animals which eat the same plants. Contamination of soils is destructive for the environment and causes negative consequences for all forms of life, which actually uh, for, uh, face these consequences. Unstable methods and uh, storage of organic substances in the soil can favor transition of contaminants into uh, the food chain. For example, in contaminant, from contaminant soils, contaminants can get into groundwater, then to animals, to uh, birds, and finally to people who eat these plants and animals. Contaminants in the soil and groundwaters and the food chain can cause a whole number of diseases and increase mortality among people. This can be acute, severe consequences of short-term characters such as intoxications, diarrhea, and also chronic diseases, including oncological cancer. A large number of antibiotics which are used in agriculture and healthcare, after they are released from the organisms of those who get them, get into the environment. And these antibiotics can penetrate the soil and spread in the environment. As a result, there arise bacteria which are resistant to antimicrobial drugs and it decreases the efficiency of antibiotics. Industrial enterprises release a lot of toxic substances, heavy metals and chemical compounds, which affect not just the soil, but also the living organisms. And this very source of contamination causes technogenic contamination of soils. Also, transport influences soils in negative ways because uh, it contaminates soil in cities and along large highways. Then it all uh, accumulates in food and organisms. Today, 75% of soils are under degradation 
And as for the formation of the soil, one centimeter of the upper fertile uh, layer of soil takes to be uh, thousands of years to be formed. It means that over our life we won't be able to increase the soil uh, in any way. Despite this, the scope of contamination of soils continues to grow, and the current speed of degradation of soils threatens the opportunity for future generations to satisfy their vital everyday needs. Most of contaminants actually are a result of human activity. Therefore, we are, we are bearing direct responsibility for changing the situation and ensure decrease of the scope of contamination and ensure the safe future of our planet. Soil is non-reversible, non-renewable resource. So, in case it is lost or degraded, it's impossible to restore it within a life of a human being. The condition of the soils influences food, water, air, and uh, which we breathe, our health and the health of everything in living on the earth. Without healthy soil, we won't be able to grow plant, plant food, because 95% of what we eat is actually produced on soil directly or indirectly. Elena, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for your comprehensive comprehensive answer and explanation and unfortunately we have to admit that soil pollution is just a part of what we did to our planet to be fair we almost killed our planet we exhausted the planet and destroyed it and i cannot even understand how our planet is still alive and friends, now we've heard crucial facts about the state of our ecology, but it is urgent today to speak about the climate crisis, because the main difference between ecology and climate is that the latter we cannot change, as it doesn't depend on anthropogenic factor. It is a cycle process that passes every 12,000 years on the planet, and now it is the exact time we are going through these climate changes. Emmanuel, next question is to you. Please, could you tell us how climate change is already affecting your country? Do you observe the change in your place and on your continent? Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate your... I really thank you for this question. Um, coming to climatic... Um, crisis or climatic disaster in my in this part of the world. I'll start by uh, describing or explaining a few concepts. You know, climate is the average weather condition of a place for a very long time. And um, this average uh, weather condition of a place, there are some elements, you know, which are temperature, cloud cover, etc., that tend to you know, carry out this uh, 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 average weather condition of, of a certain place. And uh, human activities tend to upset or trigger this um, climatic element, which I mentioned, temperature to begin with. You know, temperature predominates others because the, the degree of hotness and the coldness of a place, which is temperature, tend to be the major, the major, uh, the major factor, determinant of most of the elements like rainfall and in this part of the world 
uh, Nigeria, there is there is a, a particular situation where we used to have um, this climatic uh, crisis or uh, climatic disasters, and they usually occur in the peak of rainy season. And um, at this very moment, you no, know, we usually have double maxima of rainfall, and uh, the insulation of the sun tend to be increased because there is an intense heat from the sun. There is intense heat which 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 has been caused or which has been triggered by by human activities, depletion of that, that is example, depletion of ozone layer. You know, this such a such a situation will now bring about intense heat in the earth's surface. And Nigeria happened to belong to a particular climatic region or a climatic classification known as tropical climate, you know. And this and this particular tropical climates tend to concentrate majority on the equatorial region. So once the intensity of the sun tend to inc uh, to increase to a certain level, it will create low pressure, low pressure. And this low pressure that have been created will will will, will 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 certainly need to be balanced. Now we we are very much aware that on the earth of, on the earth's surface we used to experience. The, two, the, the, the earth tends to overhead at two regions, the Arctic, uh, the Tropic of Capricorn which is in, the south, in the Southern Hemisphere, or the uh, Tropic of Cancer in the Northern Hemisphere. So once the sun is doing this apparent movement from, from these two, space, uh, two uh, distinct region, uh, places, moving from equatorial region towards the Arctic Circle, now it has already created a high temperature, it has created a low pressure, on the equatorial region, when it, was, it must have left from the equatorial region towards the Arctic Circle, uh, towards the Tropic of Cancer that is going towards the, the Northern Hemisphere. Now, this pressure that has been created needs to be supplemented, needs to be balanced by a, 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 maybe a cold wind that has high pressure with it. So in order to cause, bring about balance, now a wind known as tropical maritime air mass will now, from the Atlantic Ocean, will move in to replace the heated region or the, the, the low pressure that has been generated as a result of intense heat of the sun. And because of this high increase in, in, in heat that has been caused by depletion of ozone layer, it will, not, it will not bring with it, because this high pressure brings with it um, uh, uh, rainfall or precipitation. So there will be increase in rainfall. And because of increase in rainfall, and as a result of other, other uh, poor activities of uh, inefficiencies, like um, the blockage of drainage and other things, this will now overwhelm the channels and uh, lead to erosion, flood, and a lot of a lot of uh, climatic uh, uh, problems, you know. And this high wind or high pressure that will now enter to replace the already created low pressure is always it used to it used to it used to it used to we should have we used to experience an overwhelm wind velocity, and this can tear houses down and a lot of things. So we are we are experiencing this climatic crisis in this region and you know our our season our climate happened to be majorly rain and rainy season and dry season so we used to experience this rainy season at this very moment of the year from um, june uh, may, may june july 
uh, towards August. But in the in the in the dry season, which is November, December, January, February, we used to we used to also experience another situation of um, of Hamatan. You know, this heated temper, this sun movement, apparent movement, it will now return from the Tropic of Cancer towards the Tropic of Capricorn or during December time. It will now be moving towards that side. And as it is moving, it is also creating it is also creating a, 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 a high temperature towards that region, towards that region of um, of movement. And as a result of this, the the cold the cold uh, caution current that, that, is, that is situated toward, uh, uh, towards the Sahara Desert carries with it dust wind. And this dust wind leads to uh, Hamatan, and they cause poor visibility, and a lot of uh, damages usually bring to some uh, uh, activities in our place. So this is this is what I have to say as regards to the climate crisis we are experiencing. Thank you very much, and uh, have a nice day. Thank you very much, Emmanuel. Thanks a lot. It's very interesting to. Uh, listen, uh, the information you've given us because uh, really we understand that uh, so much things are going on um, today in uh, different places, yes, and people uh, know only a part of this truth, uh, some part of this truth, yes, and uh, we, we can't uh, change winds, uh, we can't change the uh, quantity of precipitation, only just uh, focusing on ecology problems. Yes, we should understand today that uh, climate change really should be the central issue to discuss globally today uh, because uh, numerous uh, fires, floods, earthquakes, uh, hurricanes, and so on and so forth are becoming stronger and more powerful every day. Millions of people have already faced that change and uh, if you are listening to us now and believe that climate will never knock on your door, unfortunately, you are wrong, our friend. The probability that it will destroy your door is very high. It is just a matter of time and whether people will be united for that moment to overcome and survive. Let's watch a video from the conference Global Crisis. This already affects everyone and uh, what it is to become a refugee in our modern world. Have you ever thought that there might be circumstances when you will suddenly have to leave your home, your apartment or your town? leave forever and the reason for this would be neither traveling nor vacation or a planned moving but the necessity to survive refugee you have probably heard this word from the news but have you ever thought that sooner or later you may become a refugee yourself After all, climate disasters know no borders, social statuses, or schedules. In 2020 alone, 82.4 million people were forced to leave their homes. 
This is equal to the population of such countries as Germany or Turkey. This is more than the population of Great Britain or France. Refugees are people who are fleeing a deadly threat. But today, there is no place for them to run to. Their lives are exposed to danger and risk wherever they get to. Among them, there are millions of people, climate refugees, who have no protection of the law. Neither the Refugee Convention nor the international law oblige countries to accept climate refugees. On January 21, 2020, the UN Human Rights Committee ruled that countries cannot send people back to their home country who have faced climate changes. It ruled, but actually rejected the world's first complaint filed by Loan Tessiota against New Zealand, which violated his right to life by being deported to his home country of Kabasi. After the deportation of Loan's family, one of his children suffered from a serious case of blood poisoning. Climate refugees are one of the most disenfranchised categories of people. The laws of many countries provide for penalties regarding inhumane treatment of animals. But they give absolutely no protection to the people who miraculously survived a natural disaster and ended up on the street without means of sustenance. Every day, one child dies among migrants or refugees. Mark Lowcock said, I'm getting daily reports of babies and other young children dying in the cold. Imagine the grief of a parent who escaped a war zone, with their child only to watch that child freeze to death. We build shelters for homeless animals, but we refuse to help people in need. Not only do we refuse to help these people, all kinds of violence against refugees are permitted. Many countries began a containment policy, trying to prevent refugees from entering their territories at all costs. According to the UN, thousands of people were pushed back by the border control authorities in Europe using violent measures. The pandemic worsened the situation for refugees. According to official information, tightening of border crossings did not let hundreds of thousands of people loans of armed conflicts, economic crisis, and environmental disasters. Meanwhile, the number of business trips abroad remained practically at the same level. Since 2015, border violence has become more sophisticated. Moreover, since 2020, the number of tortures has increased compared to the previous year. A special report prepared by Border Violence Monitoring Network on tortures in 2020, analysis data from 286 testimonies of violent pushbacks, prolonged beating for up to six hours at a time, police dogs being released and encouraged to attack, forced undressing 
the burning and destruction of clothes and forcing people on the move to cross borders in a complete state of undress. Groups of up to 80 men, women and children were forced to undress completely and placed inside the detention room. Severe beating and throwing victims into water resulting in their disappearance. Here are just a couple of quotes from the victims. They even fired shots close to our ears for the purpose of intimidating us. They didn't ask us anything, just started the beating. We had mayonnaise and ketchup in our bags, which they rubbed on our wounds. In December 2020, the Black Book of Pushbacks was published. A 1,500-page book documents the horrific violence suffered by over 12,000 people at the hands of authorities on the external borders of civilized European countries. Oxfam International published a similar report in 2018. Police detain children as young as 12 in cells without water or food and removed SIM cards from their mobile phones. Changing their birth date on statements, illegitimately pushing them back across the border, cutting the soles off their shoes so they wouldn't try to come back. There is clear evidence of an increased sexual and gender-based violence against women and girls both during and after disasters. Multiple cases of sexual abuse of children have been documented. Elderly people are also at increased risk of violence, exploitation, and abuse. In our society, a person loses their property, their place of residence, loses the right to protection and life. Refugee camps have appalling conditions. Fabrizio Carboni, near and Middle East Regional Director of the International Committee of the Red Cross, says about the refugee camps. Tents plagued by rats, water sources contaminated by feces, and inhabitants suffering from tuberculosis, scabies, and post-traumatic stress. Hundreds of children, mostly boys, some as young as 12 are detained in adult prisons, places they simply do not belong. These are the realities of our consumer society we live in. Considering the trend of escalating climate disasters, are you sure disasters won't come to your home tomorrow? Are you prepared to be in those people's shoes? Or shall we change things together? Nobody values human life in a consumer society. But in the creative society, human life is of the highest value. Just stop and think for a while. This is happening right now on our planet. 82.4 million people who are treated even worse than animals. 
how can we call ourselves humans if this is happening right now here? What is happening even now is already truly terrifying. But the situation is getting worse by the minute. But this fact should not stop us. This fact should not stiffen us in fear. We should finally unite in one single goal, to survive and to build a better world for all of us, for our kids and for our grandchildren. We should act together as this is the only way out. To continue the matter of climatic refugees, I'd like to pass the floor to Camilla. Camilla, the floor, the floor is yours. Thank you very much. This video is just, you know, it's impossible to watch it being different because this video touched absolutely all people who watched this conference, just like all people. I knew about the topic of refugees only from the news. I, I didn't really clo closely look at it. I didn't know the scale of this problem. I didn't know that there are so many violence and problems and I didn't know the conditions in which those people live because I was focused my everyday life and concerned concerns and I didn't even know that people, refugees, they are not protected by legislation. They are most rightless person in the world. So thank you very much for raising this topic. It is really important. It forces us to think about the reality, about the society, the consumerist format we are living in. And if today, until today, most of refugees emerged due to some military conflicts, but given what the fact that clim climate disasters are increasing, this makes us that tomorrow we might be in the place of every of these refugees and each of us can be in such a situation. Even throughout this year or half of this year, 2021, we have already witnessed a great number of floods, anomalous floods, fires, tornadoes, earthquakes, not to mention military conflicts which continue and people remained homeless without any means of sustenance and we can see it but we refuse to see it we refuse to admit what is happening we kind of waving away from that we just nothing bad is happening that something bad happens somewhere we just refuse to see it, but we must see it. We must hear what is happening. We must learn. And not in order to be scared and panic, but in order, we need to know it in order to know in which direction we shouldn't go anymore and which direction we should go from now on. When I watched this video for the first time, I realized how to say, why are people afraid of refugees? Why people do not want to accept refugees? I asked myself this question, why? 
because people are moved, are urged by fear, fear about all prosperity and well-being, about safety, the safety of their children. People in our consumerist format of society are not confident that those people who will come from somewhere outside to their country that they won't bring any disaster ruin. People are not confident in that. The same is, can be said about refugees. When leaving their countries, their lands, native lands, they are not confident either that they will be accepted somewhere and hosted in a nice way. So today, no people are actually confident in anything. It's impossible just to say to people, love each other, help each other. There is such an inner, inherent need in every person to help, to act, to support. And things, uh, because of the lack of confidence and because of this fear will act in a different way but this confidence can be ensured only by people themselves when they are confident that others will remain humans will not turn into animals so it is very important to change the format of society itself so that the value of life will be the main, the main, the paramount, and it will not be somewhere at the end of the list. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Camilla. Uh, really, this uh, awful things that we are watching today, that we are living, uh, in which we are living today, um, the reason is our format, uh, the consumerist format, because uh, as you've said, that everyone, every one of us feels this necessity to be kind, to help to, to others. But uh, we live with these fears because of lack of information, uh, because, of, um, because of the reason that this world is unstable, is unsure, and uh, uh, you never know what will happen tomorrow. Uh, so I would like to ask uh, Almira, what do you think about the importance of, uh, all, yes, uh, to inform people today about the idea of creative society, about the necessity to change the format we are living in? Uh, and uh, how do you see the creative society? How do you envision it where all of us uh, we will we live happily and uh, without these fears that we have today. Thank you, Anna, for such a wonderful question. Actually, the question is very profound, but the question, but the answer to it is very simple. Today we are talking about a conference that took place on July 24, and gave question, uh, answers to the reality of the uh, ongoing events. While answering this question, I would like to make an emphasis because the mask of lies and hypocrisy was taken off at this conference because there are people who believe that what is happening now, this is it's reversible and temporary, but this is irreversible, friends. And the situation which we are living in, it's due to the climate changes which have nothing to do with greenhouse effect or CO2. And the conference gave clear, gave clear answers to this and all the proofs which 
show that the whole problem is the, the recyclicity of changes and the cyclicity which repeats itself every 12,000 years. And this indicates that the conferences, that the consequences of the cyclicity are inevitable and it will affect the whole planet. That is why we are now talking about climate refugees because we can be in their place at any point in time. But the main point is that the conference gave an, an answer to the question, what to do? I wanted to do an emphasis on this. The only way out is to change values. It's impossible to do this in the consumer's format because wrong values prevail. We should change, we should recall that we are humans, that in us there is this the most valuable grain which will enable us to survive. It is love, mutual assistance, mutual care. And this is the main thing on which the creative society should be built upon because we are actually creators. We have this creating power in ourselves and we have just to recall it. Why are we talking about global unity? Why are we already united? We, volunteers of the Latra International Public Movement, why researchers and experts join us who also spoke the truth at this conference because they already begin to understand that in order to survive we have to unite and to build a wonderful, amazing society in which every person is happy. Because in creative society, why every person is happy? Because the only value is major, it's human life. Now we are all fighting for our lives. And what is happening, this challenge which nature gives us is actually our fight for life. If we have an alternative to preserve and increase augment life, why do we not do this? The only way out is the creative society. This is the major line, the major point of this conference. Who would argue that you want to live in a society where you have safety, where a person has everything, because any need which a person has will be satisfied. And there is care for a person's longevity, health, comfort. Who would not like to live in such a society? And why do we not think that we will be able to survive? Build? Why do we not thinking about survival only that we to build some bunk, a special house to protect ourselves, but they will not protect us. The only way for us to survive is to change the format of society, to have the format where every person will show his creative character. On the, this creative power, we will be able to preserve the Earth and to protect ourselves against any climate change and resist the global changes that are happening. So, given the fact that at the conference there were provided proofs provided and it was shown what creative society is and how we can build it, that is why we as entire humanity have to inform everyone, to give this information, to pass it from mouth to mouth, from person to person, like in social media. We are all participants of social media media, we're actually living in this. Our mornings begin with social media and we finish 
It was social media, so share this information, this truth. I already mentioned that we are not just making a choice, but we are taking responsibility right now for the life and future of the entire humanity. We should just start informing. Everyone will ask, what? to do now what you should do is to inform people your neighbors your friends everyone who is around you just tell them about the creative society please join the creative society project through the alatrainites.com website transmit information about the conference share your impressions so that your idea, your intention will be towards building the creative society. This can be done within the shortest period of time. Dear friends, maybe I'm a little bit emotional right now, but it's my sincere call of my heart because there is a way out and this is global unification. So let us just recall that creative force, which is each of us, we should just unfold it and give everyone a helping hand. And we should understand that all of us are dear and near people to each other, no matter what religion or place of residence we have. And if we have a chance to live in love and development, let's use this chance. Let us become humans. Thank you, dear friends. Thank you so much, Almira. And uh, I have another question for you, Almira. Um, the need for the change, it is obvious for most people nowadays. But the problem is that people do not really understand what to do. Yeah? We know that you inform people about the current situation and about an opportunity of building the creative society. So could you please tell us what are their feelings, what are people's reactions when they find out about this information, when they find out that the change is possible and that millions of people are already acting? Yes, thank you, Alexei, for this wonderful question. In actual fact, reaction of people may me by and surprises by its sincerity recently you know it was kind of a sideways observation of the situation but after the conference when I started sharing the information about the conference and link to the conference and people watched it after the conference uh, the conference you know these round tables also are amazing and i shared these links as well and people changed their attitude actually what i observed an intention to learn what is happening in reality because the conference does give answers to questions but every person is a researcher inside and when people begin to ask questions, to refer to sources, to check, uh, verify information. Basically, this also gave an impetus for people to believe and uh, strive to search for an answer, what do. And since the conference gave the answer to this question, many people after watching it has joined the Creative Society project. And now they're starting to participate in the projects of Alatra International Public Movement. But first of all, they are conveying information, information which they discovered themselves and they clarified it for themselves now they share it you know 
the whole point, the essence of the conference, and I noticed this in my environment among people who I know that people do not uh, uh, doubt that it's so, and they do not doubt that there is a way out. They see the Creative Society project as a real way out. They do not have doubts anymore, but they want to act more. They want some active, proactive actions in order to approximate this future, because in reality, Creative Society is not the future, it's our present, and people are already gaining such understanding. Yes, that's true. Thank you very much, Almira, another, for your another beautiful words uh, about the Creative Society, about the uh, unification of people, which is very important nowadays, and uh, for such uh, inspirational speech for everyone, I think, and these examples also. Uh, so, um, uh, regarding to unification, I would like to ask Elena. Uh, Elena, in your opinion, uh, what values should prevail in our society in order that we can unite and what does the unification of people mean to you? After watching the conference and analyzing information, I came to one conclusion. Indeed, in a consumerist format of society, it's impossible to resolve the current problems. I tried to look at this from various sides, on, to look at different facts, but I always ran into one and the same. It's not profitable, it's not beneficial. Solving one problem can cause another problem, so the way out is only one to change the whole format to the root and transition from the consumerist format to the creative format. When the basis, the foundation is changing, then everything changes, which is up on the foundation. And everything is built in a different way. The simple and the most complex thing is that everything depends on our ourselves and our decision, whether to leave everything as it is or to start building a new world. In reality, Everything depends on these decisions and actions of each of us. If we want changes, we will do this, because everything is in our hands. Therefore, true unification, it is when all of us, like one big friendly family, regardless of the country where we live, or the position, the statuses we have, or our age, we, as one whole, single whole, start acting in one direction, building the creative society. Thank you. Thank you, Yelena. Um, I have no doubt, I'm 100% sure that every single person in this world wants to live in such united society, in such united world. Emmanuel, what do you think in a world in which human values prevail, in which all people are united by one goal and in which the life of every person is the highest value, how would society accept refugees and how would refugees themselves behave when migrating to other countries? Okay, thank you very much. Um, as regards to this question, you know, they say united we stand, divided we fall. You know, um, as regards to unification, you know, we have to start with 
creating values. In this unification we're talking about, I, I believe it will be possible. It is a possibility because the word itself says that I am possible. So we can achieve that. However, we, we might, it might be difficult to achieve it in a consumer society where people focus on their, on their personal interests, you know. You know, in a consumer society, we focus on money, you know, what you have, and and then, and then others. So, but we're looking at unification and acceptance of uh, immigrants, refugees, we should look at it this way. You know, people are being driven by, by their historical context, their cultural differences, the way they do things, the way they think. And most importantly, the psychological factors. You know, people have ways of seeing things. So the way I see things might not actually be the way others will perceive it or we, we, we look at it. The point of view of people differs. So acceptance of refugees, I believe when people are being reorientated, because mostly, most times people think that they would, one of the reasons why I think they do reject refugees or immigrants, they might have that a single story of about a particular region. So because of that single story, without having another story of that region, maybe you only think of this region as a region of of uh, of, uh, of catastrophe, of uh, corruption, of problems, a lot of things. So with this kind of mindset, when you have that single story of that region, you automatically generalize it that each and every one of the people from that region must have been somehow contaminated by that, and that is a, and that is a, and that is completely wrong. You know, the fact that a region has a problem or is undergoing certain situations, maybe because of terrible government, should not actually label them or kind of uh, make them to to be contaminated by such concept of um, of bad governance or bad region or environmental problems you know so so for us to be able to achieve this possibility of um, accepting one another unifying we need to have reorientation that people don't just have one single story that people can actually have another story a positive one not just a negative story but a positive story so we should always look at it that way and and coming to unification again, we should try to endeavor as a matter of uh, importance in this creative society we are moving toward to to see each each and every one of us like we see we see ourselves like we look look at people maybe those refugees or immigrants who feel the way they feel, we just put ourselves in their shoe. Could it possibly be that I'm in this situation? What could have been my own? Um, Fate. So when we put ourselves in their shoe, think of it that this person is passing through this. If I have been the, if I should be in this situation, what could be the, the outcome? So it will help to to change our mindset of how we see refugees and they possibly accept them. Because because when you look at okay, you at the current trend. People have stigma. People have stigma. People are being stigmatized because of one one region they came from. So but through education and reorientation of people and in this process, this creative society, I believe we're going to actualize that end of unification in this, present, in this uh, present world. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Emmanuel. Yes, uh, uh, that's true that uh, this format uh, is just uh, destroys everything and destroys our own uh, feeling and a feeling of each other, you know, just uh, feeling the necessity of another person and uh, this uh, necessity to help another person because it's uh, almost it's also 
our necessity to be such creatures that uh, always want to help to other person. And uh, I'm sure that uh, every refugee would like to come to another place uh, and feel uh, him or herself like home. And uh, also... Uh, people should be should uh, as you've said should change uh, this uh, vision of life of other people to receive uh, in your territory let's say uh, other people like uh, like your own family uh, because this uh, division that we have uh, these days is just uh, what we've created uh, but we can uh, eliminate this uh, Uh, things that divide us and uh, just start uh, really acting and uh, um, treating each other like uh, one big family because uh, this is uh, more real than everything that we've uh, that we've created that we've invented uh, during last six thousand years so um, we know what we need Uh, we know the world we want to live in, and uh, we are ready to build it. We even have eight foundations of creative society. We should just act. But the question is how? Camila, what simple actions can each of us take right now, irrespective of where we are, what language we speak, and what conditions we live? What do you think, please? Thank you very much for your question. Actually, the answer has already been voiced at the conference, but, but still, the human consciousness uh, always raises the question again, yes, we want to live in such a society, but what should we do? Because I face such a situation that during informing, while informing people, we, uh, we kind of, people do not perceive informing as action, we perceive uh, action as uh, doing something, building a house, giving some stuff to somebody, but informing is not what we perceive as an action for some reason, but if we delve into this and look into this closer, the informing stage is a very important one. And, you know, it's like creating bridges between people for them to be able to form their demand in what kind of society they would like to live in. It's uh, conveying information. It is learning to interact, to listen to people, to understand other people and to treat them just like you want to be treated yourself. Because if you want to live in such a society, then why another person would not like to live in such society. Of course, everyone wants to. So informing is a very important stage. And in the beginning, you know, when I didn't understand, I, in the beginning, I didn't understand why it's impossible to build a creative society without this stage. But now I understand because informing is when a person is informing, he overcomes his own fears, first of all. He overcomes a fear to speak. He overcomes a fear to kind of, you know, 
не отвергнутым, а вот то, что его to be not rejected, but I would say that for comes the fear of not being accepted in terms of his ideas. A person tries to speak from different sides to convey his idea in such a way so that people would hear. So it's an internal work, and thanks to this internal work, actually this creative format is maintained and it's very important it's a very important stage of building the creative society just to inform people to talk to tell everyone and this is the most important thing which every person can do right now i would say that right now basically the creative society project is like a big ship for everyone, but an ark. It's actually a helping hand from Allah Himself, which He gives us before big challenges. This ark can help, can give salvation to the entire humanity. Why am I saying this? Because in the Holy Quran, it is said that Allah does not give hardships without giving something that will help people in advance. So basically this is the ark, the helping ship which can save us. So it's very important for us to take responsibility, to stop being afraid, to overcome our lack of knowledge and lack of belief, unite and build the creative society, this wonderful world, as soon as possible, so that all of us and all our descendants will be living in this beautiful world. Thank you. Thank you so much, Camilla. Thank you um, for explaining that. Actually, steps for building the creative society are really, really simple. And in my view, the most complicated part for building the creative society is accepting personally that this is possible, accepting personally that we can unite. And you know that we can, for sure. Dear guests, we want to sincerely thank you for participation in today's roundtable, for sharing your experience and ideas and for supporting the Creative Society. Your contribution is very valuable. And many thanks to our viewers. We would like to remind you that today's roundtable was held in continuation of the conference Global Crisis, which already affects everyone. Today we have once again raised critically important topics for all mankind. What seemed impossible to us yesterday is already happening today, and tomorrow it will be even worse and more serious. Unification is the only way out. It is time for us to consciously, honestly, with courage, look at the, look at the reality of our current world, the world that we leave to our children. It's time for us to grow up, take responsibility and start acting together. We just need to clearly understand that even if we stop producing plastic, polluting the oceans and reducing CO2 emissions, unfortunately, this will not save us anymore. Yes, we must take care of our planet, but today 
the situation is such that while we're cleaning the oceans, the growing cataclysm simply will not leave us a chance to survive. And only by changing the format of society from a consumer destructive to a creative one we will be able to consolidate our efforts and develop such technologies which are necessary for a timely and dignified response to threats, restoration of damaged territories, and salvation from future cataclysms. Today, we still have a chance to survive, to build a creative society, a world in which the life of every person will be of the highest value. Thanks to people from more than 180 countries who are already uniting and organizing global conferences on the Alatra platform, more and more people are learning the truth and real solutions. Thus, preparations have already begun for the next large-scale conference in which the topic of environmental and climate crisis, as well as the consequences of the consumer format of society, will be even more deeply revealed. On the 4th of December 2021, the international online conference Global Crisis, Time for the Truth, will take place. We invite everyone not only to view the new conference, but also, if you are interested, to participate in, this, uh, in, the, in its organization. The last conference was simultaneously interpreted into 72 languages, and this time there will be even more languages. And if you know any rare language, we're happy to invite you to join a huge international friendly team of simultaneous interpreters so that the truth sounds in your own language as well. If you're a specialist, a scientist who is ready to tell people the truth about the current environmental situation and climate change, or just a person who cares, please write us to the following email, info, ar, info at alatrinites.com to participate in the international roundtables dedicated to the conference. And if you haven't joined the Creative Society project yet, we invite you to watch a short video on how to do it because everything is in our hands. And see you at the next international roundtable.